Here's a uh, mobile in Hollywood. Hello. How you doing, Bill? Pretty good. Now, what do you think about that upset last night? What? The football game. Who cares about that game? I mean, it's uh, who cares about that game? You're not you're not very sports oriented, are you? What do you mean by that? You know, I mean, obviously, if you don't care about a Monday, aren't, aren't, oh, so in other words, if I'm into sports, I got to watch every damn football game, no matter how crappy the teams are, like the Seattle Seahawks. Not that's a good point because I'm not interested in the Seahawks or Denver. But no, see, a, let me tell you something. It's funny. It's listen to me. You know? Now that's a bunch of crap. Okay, let me tell you something. Years ago, up until about maybe six, seven years ago. I was a fanatic in just about every sport, and I would watch every Sunday football game that was on. Every one, the 1 o'clock game, the 4 o'clock game, the Monday night game. And now, because expansion has diluted professional sports to a point, I just can't do it. Unless a team is playing that I'm interested in, I can't watch it. I just can't do it. I get no interest in it. Because you've got a lot of minor league teams. You've got so many marginal, crappy teams. It's not professional sports. It's a bunch of overpaid punks. It is. It's almost political thing. I mean, it's Seattle's right. a joke, so they pulled off an upset. Well, big deal. So the Colts beat Buffalo and they beat us. What does that mean? They're still crappy teams, okay? When you say us, who's us? Is, is that... You're referring to the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. Okay, we have to speak for yourself, because we're not all Dolphin fans here in Miami. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what does that prove? So in other words, I have to clarify when I live in Miami for 17 years, I have to clarify who I'm talking about? Absolutely. When we only have one professional football team, I have to clarify? Blow it out your ass, pal. How fast is your pizza delivery? Did you have problems on your last date? Restaurant. All right, I'll talk to the waiter. And all they got in the menu is fish. Okay, we'll go somewhere else. Ooh, and ride in a dumb car of yours? I'll call a cab. You're such a weenie wimp. If your love life is at a dead end, it's time to call the Jeff Dahmer Dating Service. When you date a Dahmer girl, you'll know she meets Jeff's high standards. No annoying attitude, no bad manners, no pulse. Yes, go to the movies and restaurants you like. Talk about yourself without interruption. And at the end of the evening, never be rejected again. They're unique. They're available. And they're dead. Call the Jeff Dahmer Dating Service. We'll dig up a date for you. What's Richard Bay got on today on WOR? He's got like a, a hate monger show. He's got on the uh, Klansman with a hood, and he's got on a guy who's uh, screaming about the influx of Russian immigrants into New York, and there's some asshole woman on the phone carrying on about the Russians are obnoxious and rude, and they walk into you on the street, and blah, blah, blah. Be I think that attacking any group of people like that is disgusting. <laughs> on WWOR. Maybe on Channel 7. Shows on both Face the Nation and Meet the Press this past Sunday. They were both doing the same topic. What a coincidence. Huh? It's like when Time and Newsweek come out with the same thing on a front cover. And it's not like something you'd expect it to be. When they both have a picture of, like, um, Rex Reed on the front or something like that. Out of nowhere. And this was a thing about uh, the religious right and how they're trying to take over the Republican Party and the war between the, uh, the religious right and the moderate Republicans and yada, 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 and all this other crap. And we got the so-called Christian, what do they call themselves, the Christian uh, Coalition and Pat Robertson and all these other faking. Uh, see, the thing that bothers me about the rest of you folks, and after the election you think people might feel a little more emancipated and have like a little looser tongue and feel free to speak their mind. But like the thing with Shinehead O'Connor and the Pope and all this other crap that's going on in the world in the name of organized and disorganized religion, it just, uh, oh no, she shouldn't have said that. Well, why the hell not? Why the hell can't somebody open up their mouth and say what's really going on? 
Everybody wishes somebody would open their mouth back in the 30s and 40s while millions of innocent people were being exterminated and gassed to death. But, oh, no, everybody, no, we didn't know nothing. We know nothing over here. Right. Nobody knows from nothing. Just keep your mouth shut and go with the program, man. Lunchtime. Big hand just hit the little hand. So I'm just going to sit here and talk about Camilla Sauce for the next two hours. Well, maybe not for two hours, but the lady did have a point. The Camilla's House is a shelter in Miami for the homeless. They've been here for years and years, and they get screwed around. Again, now, the city is trying to flaunt the will of the judge who said they ordered them that the homeless have a right in public places to at least exist, to like to be there and to like wash up and sleep and just to breathe the air. And the city says, well, screw them. We don't care what the judge says. We're going to appeal it and uh, in their usual heartless, obnoxious, cruel manner. Since this isn't something ethnic that they can exploit for votes... Uh, and since the homeless have no constituency, so they say, screw them. And as I said the other day, Camilla's House doesn't just bring in people and put them on a cot. They try, they feed and clothe, but they try to rehabilitate people. They take care of their medical needs. They try to put them back on their feet and, uh, and get them started in life again, which is what it's all about. Because most rational people, in spite of the lard-ass limbaughs and the other propagandists and the hateful assholes of this world, most people don't want to be sleeping on the streets with their children or by themselves or with anybody else, okay? And that's why I've tried for years to help Camilla's house. They have a multi-million dollar budget, and we raise, in the, it used to be in the tens of thousands. Last year was 147,000, and hopefully this year we can come close to 150 or 200,000. It should be a lot more. It should be much more than that. If every person who listens to this station during the week at this time of the year gave a dollar, that would be over 300,000 right there. That's the cue of this radio station during dolphin season. I mean, we're out there at the Oiler game a week ago Sunday with the uh, tailgate party, and we had a, uh, seemed like a great response. We raised $4,700. There's six, 68,000 people there. How is that possible? Okay? And like I said, year after year, I've been doing this for years now, 4 or 5%, and very often it's the same 4 or 5% year after year. They're the ones who cough up some bucks and who care. And the other 95%, you couldn't get a dime out of them if their lives depended on it. And like I also said before, there is a segment of that audience, I understand. People who don't have the bucks can't afford a dime, what? One what? I'm not going. One what? What? It's a Camillo's house guy. Hello? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you? Yeah. This is like somebody that Camilla's House has helped. You were just talking about what Camilla's House does? Yes. Uh, I was on the street and on drugs, and Camilla's House helped me. And, you know, the people that are, are afraid of the homeless and put them in the neighborhood, the Camilla's House does help them and rehabilitate them. And if they would put money into Camilla's House, they could help more people get off the street, and it would be less crime. But I was in big crime when I was in drugs. But thanks to Camilla's House, I'm not into crime anymore, and I'm a working citizen, and Camilla's House has helped a lot of people. Great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Just wanted to call and tell you that. Good luck. Thanks, man. Okay. Well, there's an unsolicited testimonial out of the blue, out of nowhere. And it's real easy to say, well, these people are all winos, and they're all mentally ill, and they want to live in the street. Don't feed me that crap. That's just an excuse used by people who don't care, who would never give a dime, by people who just like to look the other way, who want to, you know, just sweep the problem under the carpet, siphon them off somewhere else, and stick them under a bridge somewhere, and just pretend it's not there. And all this debate going on about, well, should we help the people in Somalia? Should we do this? I don't think that uh, as long as people have a breath or an ounce of energy that we should allow people anywhere in the world to be starving to death, but especially people in our own country. That's what really frosts my ass. How the hell can we just uh, go to sleep at night with any kind of conscience if you don't, like, make some kind of an effort? Plantation on the Starline. Yeah, were you trying to say you didn't like the FCC? What? 
before, 25 minutes ago, when I first called, you were saying things about the FCC. It sounded like you didn't like them. No, oh, they're my favorites, yeah. Hey, just remember one thing. 25 yeah. years ago, George Carlin first did his uh, seven dirty words uh, routine, and nothing's changed. What, what does that mean? What do you think it means? Nothing's changed. No, something has changed. They made it a lot more restrictive than that. It used to be the seven dirty words. Now they've come up with this vague, ambiguous crap of uh, sexual activity and excretory activity, and they just make it up as they go along so that they... So they nothing's getting better. No, it's getting worse. Yeah. After 12 years of Reagan and Bush, it's got a lot worse. And then the thing we can look forward to is that on the 20th of January, Alan Sykes and a lot of these other repressive right-wing assholes who are nothing more than lackeys of Jesse Helms and the religious right, they're going to uh, be unemployed. Well, you're being overly optimistic, I think, because we had Democratic administrations in between in the last 25 years. It's made no difference. Of course, Carter, I guess, was uh, more religious, but... Uh, Still, nothing changes. Carter was impotent, sir. He was the most impotent president we've had in many, many years. Don't try to compare Jimmy Carter with uh, Bill, uh, whatever his name is. Well, of course he was impotent. He was a president. Well, I He's forgot, George. Man. Okay, Clinton is like, uh, could be a Clinton Avenue in Rochester. What is it? Yeah. What? I said, have a great day. Oh, thanks. Okay. Here's the... <laughs> oh, man. It's one thing to be a little caustic, but don't you? It's so damn depressing. God, just cheer up a little. Was that Joe Zagacki? That was Joe trying to get one last shot on the ear here. I'm sure of it. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. How are you? Okay, noisy. I just wanted to call first thing and tell you that Joe Biden and Mike Paxson in the afternoon blows. Really? Yeah. They sit there and they talk. Oh, did they have these stupid planes in the air? Mm -hmm. They talk about the traffic or the southbound interstate or there's an accident down here. Well, what about us people? We'd like to know what the heck is going on in the Palmetto. Nobody has even said anything that it is backed up way the heck past north of Okeechobee Road, southbound, all the way down to 836. Well, I think you're expecting a little bit too much. No. You want them to cover more than one road at a time? Oh, that's right. I forgot who I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think you've think lost I think you've lost your grip on reality. I did. Thank you for correcting you me. You are out of touch with the real world the, uh, as seen through the eyes of Joe Brennan and Mike, uh, what's my name, Paxton. Yeah, uh-huh. And those planes, do you think we'll ever get them working again? Or did they ever work? Or are they well, just, it's been a tough, you know, like tough, tough economic times. They just can't afford to gas them up. But someday when they get them up in the air again, they won't have to keep saying, well, we just had a tip on the IOD uh, bat line. <laughs> See, if we didn't have our listeners calling them, they wouldn't have any idea what was going on. Oh, no kidding. I thought maybe they were stealth and they couldn't find them because they were invisible. Yeah, that is stealth. They're flying underground. That's what it is. Get a new phone. All right. See ya. Oh, what a phone to start today. How? We haven't even said hello yet. And she's on there hocking a trinic. Well, it was a great call. She certainly got a point. Left him. Hell, it damn near killed him. Here's a mobile in Palm Beach, one of our two exciting calls on the board. Morning, Neil. Can't hear you. Neil, are you there? There you go. Great phone. Hey, listen, I guess Bart Sharp won't be going to the Malcolm X show like you, huh? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> hey, uh, did you hear what Pete Rose had to say? No. You're not going to believe this. Yeah. It's on Channel 7 this morning as I was going out. He said, he said I would be willing to bet that she didn't say those things. Yeah, don't bet on it, Pete. Have, said, a, have a great day, Pat. You're terminal. Anyway, there's a guy. He's trying to do a show. Do you hear this guy? He's trying to do shtick. I don't want to get into a racial thing, but I will anyway because I'm very disturbed. There's a, like a double standard that goes on, and I find it very, very disheartening. Although I see Sonny coming in with our lunch now, so I feel a little bit better. The story about that grotesque thing in Kissimmee where the uh, pickup truck pulled those people off the road, the three white guys who were... And, and it's, remember we had a call uh, 
What day did that happen, Monday or Tuesday? Well, whatever day it happened, we had a call from Tampa, from in that area, and evidently the newspapers and the news people over there have covered the story accurately, and they understand the real gist of the story. And in watching the news and reading the papers, I looked at the whole, I scoured the front section of the Herald this morning. There isn't a word about it. On the uh, front page of the Sun Sentinel, there's a little blurb, and then inside, like way inside the A section, there is an article. Thank you, Sonny. Uh, three held in carjacking, double slaying, and it's rewritten from the Orlando Sentinel, and it's a little teeny article here. And I, I, this, isn't that a major story? That poor people get dragged out of a car, and the three guys are forced to lay down on the ground, and uh, two of them are shot and killed, and the one guy pretends, plays dead, and is lucky to get away with his life. That's not a major story? Seems to me that it is. And uh, talks about three Polk County men associated with a gang called the Jack Boys have been charged in a carjacking that ended in two execution-style slayings in an Osceola County pasture. And then uh, toward the end of the story, Tammy George, a friend of uh, Clifton, one of the guys who was killed, was forced to watch the executions and then released unharmed. The three shooting victims were white. George, who is black, was released by the killers who are also black. And the caller we had the other day said the deal was this was like retribution because she was dating one of these guys who was a white guy. And the three black guys came along and decided to uh, pay a little visit. Now, if it would have been the other way around, okay? See, that's what really bothers me about everything that goes on in this society. We've, we've gone so far to one extreme now that I just, I, it didn't make any sense to me. If the story would have been exactly the other way around and the three victims would have been black, and the guys who did the shooting were white, and if she would have been a white girl dating a black guy, what would that have been called? And wouldn't that be like a major story now, and wouldn't we be like on the, on the verge of having a nervous breakdown about it? But for some reason, the media in this uh, state, and at least in this area, seems to be hell-bent on suppressing this story. I mean, there's an aspect of this story that for some reason hasn't met the eye yet, unless I'm missing something. And I just guarantee you, the, the, my bottom dime to donuts that if, uh, if the situation were reversed, this would be like a big front-page story, and there would be people having a nervous breakdown about it. So it's in the local section in the Herald. Three arrested in carjacking slayings. What do they say? Uh, okay, I just want to go through it real fast. The charges are in connection with the carjacking in Polk County on Saturday. We know the story. They were forced to uh, undress and fly flat on the ground while the robber searched the truck. We have confessions from all three of them. Basically, they're saying that one of the victims identified one of the suspects and called him by name and therefore thought he, would he knew who they were and would tell on them. Uh, it doesn't say anything in this article, anything about the uh, race of any of the people. <coughs> Unless I'm missing something, I'm looking at it. And there were some very obnoxious uh, racial undertones to this story, but I guess because this was an anti-white thing, I guess uh, it's not news. I don't, I don't get it. And I'm not trying to look. I'm, the last thing we need is to, to stir up a bunch of racial crap. But it seems that we've got a very definite double set of standards here. But, hey, who the hell am I to talk? Let's go to uh, the no-name lady. How you doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah. I, got a, I got a radio now, so an outstanding citizen in my office who loves you, Neil, lend me his radio. Well, isn't that nice? Yes, Michael, if you're out there and you probably are listening. So we don't have to tie up one of our lines, although I'll be honest with you, this time of the year, tying up one of our lines would make no difference, believe me. Boy, what an idiot that other guy. I tell you, it's true what you say. You know, if, if those guys were, uh, were black, the ones that were killed, 
you were to hear all this bunch of stuff. Yeah, it would have been looked upon as another uh, southern lynching. Exactly, mm -hmm. but they don't want to talk about it. See, they only talk about it when it's, uh, well, what, when it's what about kind them. Of, what kind of crap is that? Okay? Oh, that's the what way things are. What kind of crap is that? That's what the way things are. It's just... Well, it's not acceptable. It's not. Okay? It's not acceptable not. to me. Of course not. I was uh, listening to the TV last night, and I was uh, hearing about uh, Howard. Yeah. The way they, is it true that the FCC fined the, his company three hundred thousand dollars? Three hundred and six forty-six or something like that. Some grotesque amount. Yeah. What a jerk! Did you see that guy? That uh, is the one that's really the one that writes to the FCC. No, I haven't seen. There? I haven't seen this geek. There's always one geek out yeah. there that you, comes you out of the You know what woodwork. he does? He sits there and he transcribes everything that they say on the show. Boy, that sure sounds familiar. I mean, this man needs to get a life. Mm -hmm. He's got nothing else to do, and you should see him. He looks like a hippie. See, let me tell you something. When the FCC accepts complaints from individuals who already obviously have an axe to grind with a station or a personality or whatever it is, uh, there, there, how can there be any credence there? How can there be any credibility to it? And this, the commission has just been waiting. These right-wing fascists up there in Washington have just been waiting to seize upon the opportunity for somebody to come along like this so they can uh, try to stifle Howard Stern. But Howard's great because Howard doesn't let himself down. He will not be conquered. He is great. I love Howard. He reminds me of you. Oh, yeah. He does. Howard works for people who uh, don't take any crap. Well, that's but I work I'm for not Cox talking about the people you work for, but I'm talking about you. Yeah. Did you say it like it is? Well, quit sucking around. And have a great day. You too. <laughs> Bye. Oh God. For most of them, because the what's well, going back on there in that sales department, and Bob Green sits up there, up in that front room there. Oh, hey, everybody, hey, he's a nice guy, okay? Nothing is happening here, man. Not a goddamn thing is happening here. And what are they all concerned about? They're moving stuff around downstairs for Hot 105. They're going to screw up another station now. They're going to take Hot 105 and turn that into a parking lot. God. This sales department back there, they give what they give me, what they give to us here is like, it's like slipping a hemorrhoid in the middle of your uh, martini. That's what they're doing to us. God, are they pathetic. What an excuse, an excuse for servicing their clients, for having any kind of a conscience, any kind of follow-through, any kind of uh, involvement, nothing, zero, zippity doo nada, nada, as in not a clue. You think now that we have three radio stations that we have a chance to screw up that anybody is going to just say, hey, uh, I'm in charge. Somebody raise your hand, okay? Somebody in this building, raise your hand and say, I'm in charge. I have some authority. I'm going to start, like, uh, addressing some of these things. And you keep waiting and waiting and waiting, and uh, it never happens. It just, it never happens. <laughs> well, you got it. All right. And I hope you enjoy it. Right, so what are you going to do about getting another seat? You're not going alone, are you? I'm going alone. You are? Hey, I see. You're yeah. going to a football game alone? I, I don't mind. Oh, I can't I can't imagine going to a... I'm sorry. It's I, lost I just money. can't... Huh? It's lost money. You're right. Hold on. Enjoy it. Hey, thanks a lot. Okay. There's a guy who's going to be sitting alone in the 444, row 2, seat 24. So go over there and say hi. You know, do something nice to him because his wife's an old puritanical bitch. Here's a lady in Nassau. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Hello, Mom. I was trying to call you on the out-of-town line, but I keep getting hung up. Why is that? I just wanted to ask you... Well, wait a minute. What do you mean? You get hung up by what? Yeah. By George? 
I kept calling, and I kept getting hung up on. Well, you can't call long distance. Uh, you got to be in Florida to call on that line. Oh, okay. Well, what do you mean get hung up on? Well, the phone keeps, you know, you know what I mean. No, I don't. Well, I just wanted to say you have a great show, and I've been listening to you for a couple of months now. Great. Oh, so what do you think about Home Alone 2? Oh, it's my favorite. Your favorite oh, too. God. In fact, I think that little kid ought to be, like, uh, hung up from a tree somewhere. <laughs> Wouldn't you just like to beat the crap out of him with a two-by-four? Wouldn't you? I would. <laughs> I'll volunteer. Okay. Have a great New Year, Mom. Okay, you too, Mom. Bye-bye. Home Alone 2. Oh, God. What's it all about? It's all about hype. The whole world is a hype job. Isn't it? That's what the whole goddamn world is about, is a big... Hype job. Like Lardass. There's another example. There's nothing there. It's the same. You could hear it once. The same old right-wing uh, anti-human with the feminazis and all this. Uh, oh, God. I mean, even if you agreed with it, it's boring. It's ponderous. And uh, Madonna. Hype job. Michael Jackson. Hype. Hype. Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin. What kind of a name is that, by the way? Besides obnoxious. See, I don't, I don't like, there's one word in the English language that I don't agree with. Precocious. I don't, no, I don't go for this crap about precocious little kids. Little kids like that are obnoxious and bratty and disgusting and out of control and out of order and ought to be slapped around a little bit, or a lot, as the case may be in his case. I mean, like, like beaten until the blood is just gushing out of every pore in his body. Precocious, yeah. It's like you go into a store, and the parents... Th this has been going on for many years now. For the last... This is the Dr. Spock, and I don't mean from Star Trek mentality. You go in the store, and the kid is, like, doing his thing, and the parents are oblivious. Like, they're, like they're not even concerned. Like, oh, don't bother us. He's just doing his thing. And he's, like, eating candy off the thing, and he's knocking stuff down, and ripping uh, people's cart out from under their hand, and looking up people's dress. And I got a little upset when he looked up my dress the other day in Winn-Dixie. God. Brat. It was the bag boy, by the way. Knowledge. Party on. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Hey. Hi, hi, Neil. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year to you. Bottoms up. <laughs> I have a song for you. Yes? I want to ask you a question, though, before I do it. Can I say humping on the air? Can you say humping? Yeah. No. You can say something. Something. You can't say humping. Oh, I can't say humping. What is that sound I keep hearing on the phone? You know what that is? It's from the news booth there. Somebody's left that thing open. Not Shut that phone. thing up. No, it's not on yours. It's our news people again. Keep leaving that damn pot no, open. And we keep hearing that crap from the uh, traffic assholes. That's God bad. almighty. That's bad. Real bad. That is bad. Yes, it is. So anyway, hump what? Humpin', humpin', humpin'. Miami Springs. Yes, I was listening to Jimmy Cephalo, and he said it was true that annually the Dolphins are the most penis-sized team. Yeah. Well, if anybody would know... We have, uh... <laughs> oh, no! That Jimmy, man, what a sense of humor, huh? You talk about a... You know, the one word that comes to mind when I think about the first team, as they call it, on WQAM, the one word that comes to mind is lackluster. Lackluster. I mean, Jimmy Cephalo, again, don't... Nice guy, good guy, like Jimmy. And, uh, you know, a not-too-bad uh, football player. He could catch it every now and then, and the ball, too. But lackluster, I mean, so comatose and so 
low-key. And so, in the morning, I mean, you don't want to go back to sleep again. The Dolphins annually the least uh, penal penalized oh, team. Holding. Christ's sake, I only had one eye. Oh, speaking of Mitch Lewis, by the way, we'll also always remember... I have no prepuce. There you go. We got a whole bunch of crap to remember Mitch by. Wait a minute. Let me just uh, do something here. For Christ's sake, I only had one eye. Okay, well, that's all you need to hear on that one. And one more time. You're right. For Christ's sake, I only had one eye. Okay, Sandy, we get the picture. We can see it. So you know what I'm watching now? Family. What channel am I on here? Just a second. Oh, it's on WOR. Every day at 1 o'clock. Because, I mean, why watch uh, Santa Barbara anymore? It's going off the air any day, and it's going to be very depressing. And uh, all the good people are dead except Rafe, and they've got him all, like, bandaged up and covered up anyway. So why waste your time? So I'm watching Family. And there's James Broderick driving the car, which is quite a trick because he's dead. And there's Seda, who's got that, oh, she's got always that look. Always that, like, kind of constipated, oh, I haven't had a good BM in years, and I'm really worried about it look. 